On this week's episode of the High Impact Man podcast, we're going to be talking to a man by the name of Fritz Wise, also known as Hollywood, to his brothers out in the Seattle area. And you're going to hear just a great story of him uh, pursuing an acting career in Hollywood. That's the reason his uh, is in his name. And uh, just some of the great things that he's doing when he moved back to the Seattle area. And uh, just he's participated in several Grow Rucks now. He's had some great experiences there that I'll tell you all about. But uh, just a great man having an impact and just got a lot of inspiring words to share with the packs across F3 Nation and any other listeners that we have out there. Welcome to the High Impact Man Podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. What you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. All right, we're coming at you with another episode of the High Impact Man podcast, recording live in a pretty sad man cave right now, the nest. It's a sad, sad time right now because my daughter, who's 28, who lives in the same town but a different place, has a little doggy, year and a half year old, uh, named Ellie, a a mini mini Bernal Doodle, took off yesterday up in the the mountains and woods of uh, Pennsylvania, and, and we can't find her. So, uh, my name is Nevin Gorky. I'm your host. I know it as DFib in the gloom and with my F3 brothers. And, um, I'm joined as always by Troy Klinger, otherwise known as Dial-Up. And, uh, Dial-Up, I know you're a dog lover. Everyone's out there searching for her. Yeah, you got a lot of people looking for, uh, little Ellie. And, yeah, sad. Feel, feel really bad for, for Kylie and, and you guys. Cause, yeah, your, your, your dogs are part of your family. And, uh, I, I know I, I'd be crushed and, Pretty sad until, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully the little one shows up. You got yeah. a lot of people looking. Amazing thing with Facebook is like, as soon as you put something like out there, like it's like, yeah, it just blows, blows up, up like wildfire. Sharing it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I saw a ton of people have shared it. So you definitely got the word out there and hopefully, hopefully she shows up. Hopefully next time we record, uh, we can share good news that yeah. Yeah, Ellie has been found. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I was, I was, wasn't going to bring this up until the very last second. I thought I'm going to bring it up and tell the nation so that they could pray for her. Yeah, Ellie, little that's Ellie. Right. That's right. Pray for Ellie. This this podcast won't air for another one, two, three, four days. So, but that um, doesn't matter. The Lord knows you're going to pray if you're going to pray. So, uh, when you hear this, pray for pray for Ellie, and uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, next week's podcast episode, we're recording today as well, so you won't hear the results of what happened to Ellie for at least two and a half weeks. Yeah, but we ask you to pray. Maybe Spielberg can put in a little update or something next week for us oh that'd be interesting yeah we've never done that before we'll, we'll do we'll see what we can do all right well enough about us and my little dog problems uh our guest today is fritz weiss he's otherwise known as hollywood uh from the puget sound area out in the opposite corner of uh, the country um and uh we're bringing hollywood in because he was recommended by a past guest 88 f3's 88 recommended him we're going to talk a lot about f3 but uh, anybody who's not part of f3 can certainly gain a lot from this because what we do is we bring men on to tell their stories to motivate and encourage and inspire other guys uh to just be more virtuous leaders and to step up and uh, do the right thing uh and so hollywood comes recommended by 88 and we're going to bring him here to talk about like i said his story just to describe f3 for those who don't know it stands for fitness fellowship and faith it's uh, around the world now Small workout groups for men, uh, where men uh, obviously uh, try hard to work on their fitness together, brings guys together uh, in fellowship, and then the F, the faith part uh, just happens naturally after that. Guys uh, living as servant leaders and uh, trying to give back to their communities and be better husbands and fathers, etc. Yeah. Did I get that right? You got it, brother. All right. So, Hollywood, welcome to the podcast. Hello, DFib. Hello, Dial-Up. How are you? Good, good man, good. So, um, I know you listened to uh, one of the podcasts already, so you're ready to go. He's 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 geared up for this, y'all. He's three hours behind us, so um, he's got a lot of daylight left. We don't, so we're gonna, we're going to get to it. Yeah. So he, he, he's a Hollywood looking kind of guy, you know. He does. He's yeah. pretty pretty handsome, young fella. guy, handsome looking guy, clean cut, looking good. Yeah. 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 We should be a video to this podcast. Should, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, first of all. AI can do so much now. So you have no idea how much filters are on this thing. 
Um, I get, you know, the, 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 the uh, computer stuff, it's, it's working overtime right now. So you have no <laughs> idea what, what's, what's All right. He's got right. some good, he's got some good filters on. Is what he's saying, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what was on that filter that Stinger took his picture with. Yeah. Today, you guys, but. you guys had some crazy, well, whatever the filter is, it's sorry if any of my former classmates are listening, but you, you had on whatever filter is that I know a lot of my classmates put on when they post their pictures on Facebook. It's like, wow, their skin looks like they're about 20 years old. Right. They're not. Uh, yeah, so we had our beat down this morning. It's a 5 a.m. run. Stinger cued. And uh, we were all, all of us were in the respect category. There was only three of us there this morning. Two of us ran. Stinger can't run because he has a bad knee. So he was biking and getting off his bike and doing Merkins along the way and stuff. And so he took a selfie at the end. It took him a while to figure out how to get on selfie mode and stuff. Then he took the picture. We're both like, we're all like, wow, what happened? But I had to go and I had to get to work. So yeah. anyway. You were like the Wiggles right. in That's highlighter. <laughs> yeah. they, they were the Wiggles in highlighter colors too, which made it even better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's dark here at five a.m. Okay, so now, I, so yeah, the gloom's coming back a little bit here too. I guess we're all. I'm in the Seattle area, so I'm up north. You guys in Pennsylvania are also up north, so we get the longer days. Um, but yeah, that's coming to uh, coming to a close. I went to I went to actually one of the AOs which I founded um, in 2017. I went to Tundra this morning. And uh, a, uh, a real character named Hansel uh, cued it. And he had his, one of the things he had us do was a coupon mile. So took the cinder block, uh, put it on our back, and then with the partner had to complete a mile um, with the coupon, with that cinder block. So, uh, yeah, I was feeling that after that. It's a good thing that you weren't looking at me um, right after that because it was, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, none of us are getting – any younger and i'm not in the respect category yet but uh it's on the horizon so on the yeah, horizon. i can imagine i know how you feel yeah how old are you yeah. 47 47 48 in october yeah all right dang he's a young yeah. looking 47 yeah he looks good sorry to keep going back to your looks but yeah you don't again <laughs> you filters, look young man good filters, filters. yeah thank you thank right. you computer <laughs> the, i've got the lighting just right yeah. my, i mean my nickname's hollywood so i really were I, even though this wasn't going to be on camera I got my lighting just yes. right, you know. You know, yeah. I want to. I want to do well for you guys. You guys, way to rock it, brother! All right, now, all right, that, so, now that we boosted his yeah. ego a little yeah. bit. So uh, tell us uh, <laughs> be, before we ask you how you grew up and all that stuff. Tell us how you got uh, involved with F three, who EH'd you, and how you got your name Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And for those who listen, they know yeah. Dial Up and I sometimes try to guess as to guys how the guests got their name, but he gave us a bio and he told us how he yeah, got it. So. Yeah. We can't guess this time because we already know. So go okay. ahead, tell us how All you right. how you got yeah. involved with F three and who we H'd you and how you got your name. Yeah, so I got involved uh, for uh, with F three pretty much kicking and screaming and trying to not be involved with F three. Uh huh. Jeez, um, uh, what was the year? I guess it was probably two thousand seventeen. Um, uh, I, I lived in Los Angeles for a while. Oops, I think I spoiled something. Moved back to the Seattle area with my wife and our and our one son at the time. I have two sons now. Um, and uh, looking for community, looking for, you know, whatever, anything outside of, you know, the job and the family, right? Um, uh, and my wife um, started to meet some parents uh, of um, of my son's kindergarten class. And she met some of them and she said, hey, guess what? I met the moms and then I met some dads. And one of the dads, he's involved in this thing, this 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 exercise thing. Um, maybe you should take a look at it. And I, of course, crossed my arms uh, very, very tightly, crossed mm -hmm. my chest and said, I don't need that. Um, and then I went and looked at the website and I saw um, all sorts of weird jargon and uh -huh. nicknames. <laughs> And, um, and actually to be totally truthful, I saw the faith part as well. And I said, no, mm -hmm. this is the last thing that I would ever want. And so I kept my arms firmly crossed for several months. And then uh, a couple months after that, um, one of these families, they were having a garage sale. Uh, and the, the guy there, the, the, the head of that household is a guy who I came to know as Cooper. Um, he and I stood in his parking lot for probably three hours, mm -hmm. um, or in, in his, in his driveway. We stood in his driveway for three hours while the garage sale went on and we just chatted and talked and, um, you know, maybe one or two beers were consumed in that driveway. 
Um, and at the end of it, it, it probably went something like this, where he looked at me and he said, uh, I'll be outside in front of your house <laughs> at, at five in the morning, you know, Monday uh-huh. morning or Wednesday morning or whatever it was. So um, that, that guy came and picked me up uh, the first couple times um, and drove me down uh, to the AO. And this was when the Puget Sound region was, was, was like just a kernel of what it is today. Um, uh, but he drove me down there and I met, uh, AP on the, my very first day. AP, um, was probably queuing that day because he was EQ'd like 80% of all the workouts for that first year. But I met AP and I met Alexa and I met, uh, Gecko and some, some now like Seattle and Puget Sound royalty as far as the goes. Um, and, uh, and I'll never forget, we ran one of the, one of the pros on the stream. We ran something called the Santa's Ladder. And the Santa's Ladder is in a parking lot. You run out not too far, like 25 yards. Okay, mm-hmm. Run out, do 10 burpees, run back, run back out, nine burpees, back about eight, seven, six. When you get to five, you switch from burpees to merkins. Okay, so then you descend down five, four, three, two, one. Guess what? Then you're only halfway done. Then you run out again and you do 10 Merkins, nine, eight, seven, six. And when you get to five, oh, then you switch back to burpees. Okay. <laughs> I like this one. <clears throat> yeah. It was, it was during that time that I really started to question my life choices, <laughs> especially the choice of whether I was ever going to answer the door to Cooper when he came knocking on it <laughs> at five in the morning ever again. Uh-huh. Um, I did, I did not spill Merlot that morning. Um, but, uh, but I came close and, uh, and since then actually it's great. I now always use the Santa's ladder as like, you know, uh, the stand, like how am I doing during this, this series? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been great, I've, I'll, but I'll never forget that morning. Um, yeah, and I've, I, I haven't looked back. It's been since 2017, and with, a, you know, a couple breaks here and there, I've, I've been uh, two or three days a week ever since. Nice, yeah. So spilling Merlot means throwing up. So for those who don't know, uh, yeah, we, we've, yeah. Got, we've got good names for everything. All right, so I think it kind of gave it away a little bit, but how'd you get your name? Okay, so I grew up in the Seattle area, went to the University of Washington, go Huskies. Um, and then when I graduated in the late 90s, I guess, um, followed a dream and, and moved down to Los Angeles. And uh, surprise, surprise, tried to be an actor for a while. Did that for like four or five years um, through my early 20s and had a blast. Uh, met some really great, fun people. Um but, uh, but, but, but surprise, surprise, I did not get famous. Um, uh, but then I switched from acting to producing and I produced a couple films. Really? Um, wow. and, uh, and it, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do an internet search and you can find a thing or two out there. Um, but that's where I met my wife and then we, uh, we, we got married and, and we're expecting our first son. Um, and it was this around like 2010 and then I kind of had like a like a moment where I said, "Huh, do I want to raise a family, or do we want to raise a family in the Los Angeles area? Do I want to raise a family in the the Hollywood environment? Um, you know, really like looking at like their sense of right and wrong." Um, and uh, and pretty quickly we decided, "Hey, no, you know, maybe maybe we want to reevaluate what we're doing." So um, we moved back up to the Seattle area, and again, this is where I'm from, so I've got family here. And uh, and yeah, that that's that was a big change. Um, and then I I opened up my own company for a while, um, and thought that was going to be my the path that I took a film production company. Um, but then realized that hey, the business of, of of film production in Seattle is very very different than it is in Los Angeles. So I said, um, gee, I've got to do something else. And uh, I talked to a couple people around town, and they said, well, what does a film producer do? And I said, huh, well, I. Um, I raise money, I manage budgets, I hire people, I, you know, I, I create schedules and to make sure people deliver on those schedules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, oh, okay, you're a project manager. <laughs> yep. I said, right. oh, cool. Okay. And then I said, okay, so what other industries in the Seattle area 
um, have use for project managers. And, you know, someone slapped me on the side of the head and said, uh, how about software? How about, you know, computer hardware, all that? I said, great. Okay. So went back to University of Washington just for just a year, got my, uh, my, my PMP. I am a pimp, um, a project <laughs> management professional, folks. I got keeping it. it. I got it. Keeping yeah. it family friendly here. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and, and then just kind of totally pivoted and transitioned and, and got into software project management. And then, um, and then I've, I've worked at Microsoft. I've worked for Intel. I've worked for, uh, AWS, which is, you know, the Amazon web services for a bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, now I've been in a couple other consulting companies and now I'm in customer relations and sales. Um, but gosh, you know, it, on, on my first morning with F3, I think it was AP when he heard that story, he just blurted out Hollywood. Um, and yeah, so I got the name Hollywood and, mm. uh, because of that, whenever I meet someone new, they always ask how you get the name. And, you know, it keeps, I guess it keeps me rooted to like my, my, my 20s and, and having fun and, and that creative side of things. Yeah. Did you, did you yeah. get any acting gigs or commercial gigs or anything? <laughs> so, yeah, I did here and there. Um, the best one was uh, the first commercial I ever landed was for College Game Day. You know, the ESPN yeah. show yeah, yeah. with yeah. Kirk Herbstreet right. and Lee Corso and all that. Um, and, uh, it was, it was for a, a promo for college game day that year. And they hired me or I, ca I got cast as a male cheerleader. <laughs> awesome. Hey, I'm a tall, I'm a tall guy. I'm six, four, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think I had more hair at that point too. And so I went into the casting session, um, and there were a bunch of like your typical female cheerleaders there and they were all in their outfits. And then there were a couple guys and, um, the casting director, he asked me, he goes, so how much experience do you have as a, as a Yelp King? And I go, couple years. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, great. Okay. And then it, that was, of course, a total lie. Right. Complete, I mean, I mean, complete lie. Like I had no experience whatsoever. Um, but you, I, but I got seen on TV. <laughs> I've seen them on TV. That's, That's exactly right. Um, yeah. And, and so we showed up, we, we shot in the Rose Bowl that day and I met, Kirk Herb Street and that guy's still doing it, you know, however, what was now 20 years later. Yeah, um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, so yeah, so I've, I've searched for it on YouTube. I cannot find it. This is way, this I was, so I was about to go so search for it before YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I've searched. If anybody can find it, let me know. And I'll, I'll, I'll write you a check for like a nickel. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that, that was like my, the, my, my favorite one, a couple other little things here and there, but, uh, well, you know, if you shared um, that story yeah. and I was, and I was in the circle trying to name you, I would have named you a cheerleader or something like that. There's, there's a guy I have an EH yeah, yeah. There's a guy I have an EH who was a cheerleader at Penn State state actually okay and I, i've already been thinking uh, about yeah. if i can get if i can get him to show up man what what are, where are we going to go with this as far as like, uh, being the guy yeah, cheerleader yeah. yeah i always think about the, I mean, you know, the spartans right from uh, saturday night live with will ferrell oh and, yeah yeah and i actually know that play, one but making a play off of that yeah. but yeah anyway well i think that so there is an I, you're art, brilliant there is an as, art as far as i'm form. concerned well, go ahead yeah there is an art form to giving a name because it can't be too mean right yeah or can't be too offensive because the guy will never come back or, you know, his, his, his wife and family will, will get mad every time you run into him in the grocery store and you, you know, you yell, you yell his offensive or, 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 or bad name across the aisle, right. but it can't be too cool either. Right. And I, yeah. I do feel I'm, I'm kind of lucky because Hollywood, you know, there's some cachet there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, yeah, you got a good one. could have gone another way yeah. for sure. Yeah. You, you're telling that story about, uh, you know, going out to Hollywood <laughs> and trying to make it and auditioning and stuff. I don't know why, but I, I, all I did was all I could think about is the episode where Kramer's out in Hollywood, the Seinfeld episode, and he's auditioning for all these roles and stuff. <laughs> I see him bouncing around yeah. in a music video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Hey, um, yeah. You said you produced some stuff. What did you produce? So uh, the, I've produced three feature films in my career. Um, I'll say the two that I'm really proud of. Uh, there's a family film called Soccer Mom, mm -hmm. and you can go and find that. I forget on Netflix or Amazon right now. Fun. It's a fun family film. Um, it's like if you know the okay, you know the story of Mrs. Doubtfire, right? With Robin yeah, Williams, right? right? Miss Delphire is a man who has to pretend to be a woman to stay in his kid's life. Okay? okay. So soccer mom is a mom who has to pretend to be a man to stay in her kid's life oh. and all the hijinks that ensue. Um, but really good story. Uh, really proud of that one. 
Um, and then when I came back to Seattle, I, I opened up my own company and I produced a documentary with a little plug for it called Out of Luck. And it's about state lotteries okay. and asks the question, do they harm or do they help? And we dive into that a little bit. And uh, if you want to know, what was the conclusion? My, opinion, my answer, yeah, they 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 harm. I would have guessed they, that. They, they, uh, yeah, that's what yeah, I would have guessed. The amount of people that yeah. are playing, the people I would say the majority. I'm guessing. Tell me if I'm right. The majority of people that would pl- that play the lottery are the ones who probably can't afford to buy the tickets. You pegged it. Yeah. You pegged it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And then I'll just I'll just say one more thing about it because that's obviously truth. And then I'll ask you this question. Say you have two groups of people. You've got your 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 the, the players which you just identified and the players which you know money's no object. To whom do you think the states market the lotteries more? Uh, well, probably the people who don't have much because they could all of a sudden have this dream of oh I got all this money yeah, yeah. right right. Yeah. So if the states are marketing lotteries to the individuals that are the lowest earning and, and the least educated, are they, are they out to help those people or not? And my argument and the argument of my team was that, Hey, it's not, but you know, years ago uh, when I remember when the state lottery first started and there was, it was a controversy whether it should happen or not. mm -hmm. This is how old I am. And, um, I remember that. And I remember they, they kind of, one of the ways they sold it was, Benefits will pro the proceeds will benefit, benefit older Pennsylvanians, old senior citizens, right? Yeah. Older. Well, they, they changed the yeah. older Pennsylvanians. It yeah. used to be senior citizens. So yeah, uh, yeah, I get it, man. Yep. yep. They've got they've got all kinds of tricks and they tell all kinds of stories um, and they tell you exactly what you need to hear to vote yes. Um, yeah. But uh, as we know, with so many things with governments and large bureaucracies, they uh-huh. tell you one thing and then they go do something else. But that's right. another conversation. Oh, it, it's, yeah. And it's crazy. Like it, yeah. it, like the Pennsylvania one, I haven't seen it in probably a year or more, but it popped on like between shows or something like that while we were doing something in the kitchen the other day. And they started doing the lottery drawings. And like it used to be the daily one, right? The three numbers? Right, the daily number. Now, now there's like, I guess there's a morning one and an afternoon one. I don't right? know. Yeah. Uh-huh. But but there's also like five other ones that they draw for. Like literally they like had five different yeah. lottery drawings back right. to back to, with different. With Clearly different they're succeeding things. in raising money. And they're making a ton of money on taxes, yep. right? Because yep. not, not only mm-hmm. are they making, not, not only yes. are they making the money off the proceeds of just the lottery itself, then the winners. You get to tax it. Taxes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. yeah. It's sinister, yeah. man. Sinister. Yeah. All right. Um, so why yeah. don't we uh, rewind yeah. time here a little bit and tell us <laughs> what life was like for little Hollywood growing up. Okay. Um, my life was, was pretty good. Um, I, like I said, grew up in the Seattle area in its heyday when, you know, Microsoft is just, was just kicking off and Boeing is still here. And, um, I've got two great parents, um, who are still together. My dad's 84 and then my mom's 76. They still live in the same house I grew up in. Um, there's five kids. So I've got an older brother and then me and then sister, brother, sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually at this moment right now, we're all in the Seattle area. Um, and I guess, yeah, I mean, so really ideal childhood and, and junior high and high school. Um, my dad, uh, for as long as I can remember, you know, he had this mantra. He, my father is, is very uh, a man of conviction um, and a man of faith. And, uh, um, but he always said, do whatever you can to control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. Right. So he worked, he was in commercial real estate for a whole lot of years, um, always working for someone else. And then I guess when I was in junior high, maybe sixth or seventh grade, uh, he went out on his own and he bought a piece of property um, and, and from there, the sky was the limit. And, and actually he still owns the company today. So gosh, this was, you know, 35 years ago or whatever. Um, but he's always talked about that. Do whatever you can uh, to control your own destiny. Don't ask for permission. Don't wait for someone else to give you a hand up. Uh, go create it for yourself. Mm-hmm. In fact, his license plate still reads. He got one of those personalized license plates. Uh, and it's a, it's a combination to say create value. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, and so, of course, then I decided to go off and be an actor in Hollywood, <laughs> right? Uh, which is, <laughs> and again, this was before the days of YouTube when I moved. Yeah, so I moved down in 98 or 99. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was still about that, it was still about you've got you've to get headshots and then an agent and then audition. And all you do is an to audition is to ask someone to cast you, ask someone to give you permission to put you in their commercial or their show or their play or whatever it was. Um, and I look now, cause I still have some friends down there, but I look at that, you know, for better, or for worse, and we can talk about social media and, and the fact that everyone has a camera on their phone and they can upload it to YouTube or whatever, you know, what are the kids uploading content to these days, Instagram or Facebook or whatever? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but when I was there, in Hollywood, there was still a barrier to entry. You still had to spend tens of thousands of dollars if you wanted to own your own equipment and produce your own stuff. Now you can produce it, you know, just you hold up your phone and, you know, you get a mic and, and you can produ- you can produce kind of whatever. Um, uh, but I digress. Um, yeah, so my childhood was great. Um, I still have a good relationship with my parents. Um, and, uh, and they're still together. And I know that, I know that, that, that has affected me, um, in my relationship with my wife and how I parent, uh, my two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, yeah, it's, you know, getting into later in life when I, when I made the transition, cause I've made so many like career transitions now in the last 10 or 12 years, some big, some small. Um, but I've always kind of had that mantra in my head of like, okay, if I'm working for someone else, how much control do I have over my life now? Am I controlling my own destiny? And, you know, and even now I'm in like a strict sales position. Now I work for a company and I sell, you know, digital transformation consulting software and, and, and solutions. Um, but I can still control my work day, right? Yeah. I, I, I still, it's, it's, if, if I have a great day, it's because I did it. If I have a, a, a bad day, um, is because I didn't do something, you know? So, so yeah, so that mantra has always kind of stuck with me. I like that. Create value. Yeah. It's good. In yourself and in yeah. others. Yeah. As leaders should do. Right. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And then, yeah, in, enable people to create it in themselves. And, and, you know, this is what I'll get into with that three is, is it's so easy. First of all, it's really easy to help, help a brother out and, you know, obviously go back to the six, but I think it's even more important to show them that they can also a help themselves out and then B they can also help other people to do the same thing. And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, you know, world changing or paradigm changing in the, in the, in the immediate timeframe, it can be small. Mm -hmm. And some of those small changes, you keep doing those small changes. It's crazy where they lead. Yeah, absolutely. So when you were growing up, were you athletic at all? Because the way I, I picture people out in the Northwest, either they, they're rowing or they're running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, strong. Us Nordic people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, as a kid, I played baseball and I swam a little bit. But then when I was in junior high school, probably sixth or seventh grade, I discovered that there was a small community theater um, on the, I, I grew up on an island. Um, although it's like right in the middle of Lake Washington. So it's not like a small remote island. It was just five minutes from, from Seattle. But, but there was a community theater there that's still there, uh, and I started acting. So I Oh, so this wasn't just a whim later in life. You, you were no, into no, no, it. No. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was a theater nerd mm-hmm. throughout junior high and high school. Sound yeah, good, man. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Cool. Hey, I got a, okay, I got a question about this acting thing. So if you were sure. to get not you you could say something that hasn't been done before, but I'm looking for I have no idea where you're going what with What character this. would you ideally want to play? Who is your yeah, the, the one guy that you want to be sure. who is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh so If I was going to be a bad guy, first uh-huh. of all, because everybody in every actor, you know, they can be good people, but there's something about being a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay? They get the it's a better role, right? You just get yeah. to explore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so so one of the greatest villains um, in Shakespeare, I believe, is a character named Iago from Othello. Oh. And he is simply driven by 
jealousy and envy, and that's it. There is no other reason for him to do anything that he does, um, and it's terrible. He, like, ruins these people's lives over simply jealousy and envy. Um, and so to explore that, I think, would be really meaty. Um, on the flip side, if I were to be a hero, um, and again, I'm just doing Shakespeare because kind of they're, they're – there, there are characters that anybody can go and search, do an internet search and find like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but there is a, there's a heroic character in Much Ado About Nothing who's named Benedict. Um, and, uh, he's just, a, he's like your, your man's man. And he just came back from ba- a battle where he was like a hero. Um, but he's also a mentor to the younger soldiers. Um, and then of course, you know, when the women swoon and fall over them, you know what he does? He goes, nah, not for me, not for me. I'm, 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 I'm too strong and I'm too tough. And, uh, you know, I don't have any time for that <laughs> until he meets the one, right. And oh, then he meets right. Beatrice and all of a sudden it's all out. Yeah. So, so yeah, so if I would be a bad guy, I'd, I'd be Iago. If I would be a good guy, it'd be, it'd be, uh, Benedict, both from Shakespeare. So Hollywood, so, I, Hollywood. Sure, I love the. I love these answers because he nobody went, knows. He went somewhere where you had no expectation. No, totally of classic. He, he went, went all Shakespeare on us. You know, like, you're like, I have no us idea. Us poor what knuckle draggers are looking for like Darth Vader. Or, you know, okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'll just be a cheerleader on on her, you know, um, telling you about uh, college game day. Again. That's all. Just see me on ESPN. There you go. Is that the answer you're looking for? All right, all right hold on, hold on. All right, so. The only Iago and I know is the bird from Aladdin, but Iago was the first uh, one you picked. So, do you got a line? Yeah. You got a line from Iago you could recite? Uh, I mean, this is a family. Uh, this is this is a uh, <laughs> no one will know. It's an old English from like Shakespeare. Thirteen Spielberg can beep anything uh, yeah, out that we need to. Something like, well, in the first scene, uh, Iago and one of his little henchmen they go and they. Um, first of all, I'm assuming that everybody knows the story of Othello. Right. No. Right. <laughs> no, you guys don't. Um, Do you dial up there? If I hear it, I'll remember it. We, so we we had to okay. take a shape. Well, I, it was elective, I think. So I, we maybe we had to take we had to take like in a, a Shakespeare class in high school. So did I in 1980. Yeah, well, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, guess who taught? Guess who taught? The big burly lumberjacky uh-huh. football coach right. is who taught Shakespeare in our class. Okay. And uh, yeah, and Guys, if you, you weren't paying study, attention, go, he'd go smack study. your head off the wall and yeah. the desk and everything else. <laughs> go study Shakespeare's life. He is not a stick in the mud at all. Mm-hmm. He had a crazy life and did crazy stuff. And the way he wrote, he wrote some of the most body, um, inappropriate jokes you've ever heard, especially for that, for that time. Um, and he played to the groundlings. Those were all like the peasants from the ground. But then he yeah. also played to all the royalty up, you know, in the, in the higher balconies and, and everybody loved him. Yeah. Um, but so the story of Othello is Othello is a Moor, okay, which means Othello is a black man. Right, yep. And, and he is married to, um, uh, oh shoot, Desdemona, who is a white woman. Okay, now this is, of course, right. a huge deal back then. Um and in the first scene, Iago runs to Desdemona's father's house and yells that this is happening. And he says something about the fact that they are making the beast with two backs. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't get that one. Oh, <laughs> wait. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Think about it. This, is this a reference to Think nudity? Think about it. You're listening. <laughs> it is. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, hey, you asked for a line. Iago. You asked for a line from a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is great. Alrighty. I like seeing you. So, yeah. I love, I love seeing you. Like, huh? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? okay. I don't know. The beast with two backs. All right. Well, where do we go from Sounds there? Like I don't know. It should be, it should be a workout. We should, we, should, we should come up with a, with a series. Yeah. Called that. So, when you queue, well, yeah. you should do these things. Like, queue based on some Shakespeare theme. Yeah. yeah. I, I was yeah, going to ask if you're as romantic as I am. And when you, when you brought your wife back to Seattle, did you, did you take her on a romantic date to Twin Peaks? Is that the same thing as a beast with two bags? Because no. <laughs> I got a funny story. No, no, yeah. no. I might have told yeah. this story once. On Keep a- it clean. Dion, dial up. Keep it <laughs> no. clean. So, we go, so when I was out in Seattle in the fall, 
we're driving around looking for a place to eat after we landed at the airport and got a rental car and we're oh. like yeah where are we gonna where are we gonna eat i know what twin peaks is do you okay yeah, yeah. well we it's did a restaurant yeah we yeah. didn't we didn't know what it was and so we're driving along and you know they're all like these like log timber buildings and my wife's like oh yep. that place looks yep. really good let's yeah. go there and and it was and it was it was foggy and so she thought, well, maybe if it's a fog clears, you know, maybe Twin Peaks, maybe you can see like two mountain ranges here or something mm-hmm. like that. And so, yeah. so we go, we go walk again. By the way, again. the fog is never going to clear. It's right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we learned that. It's always strictly in cold, cold and gray. Right. Yeah. We, we learned that. Anyway, we go, we go walking in and it's basically uh, a lumberjack themed Hooters is, is what it is. And so the Twin Peaks was not referencing anything about oh. uh, majestic mountains of, of, of the natural outdoors. Uh-huh. Uh, but other majestic mountains. But anyway. Well, I, I don't know where that was, <laughs> but the actual Twin Peaks was filmed in Roslyn, Washington, which is east of me out on I-90. And uh, a couple years ago, again, this guy Hansel dragged many of us out to run the Tianaway Half Marathon. First half marathon I ever ran. Last half marathon I will ever run. <laughs> it was so miserable. Um, it was there. It was it, again. It was wet. It was cold, and you had to run. There was like seventeen hundred feet of elevation, and there was times when we were running through mud, and other times we were running through snow. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So so that sounds up. great. I don't know where that restaurant is. North, yeah, I know. North right? of the, north of the um, airport. I can't remember what the little town was, but okay. Well. Um, yeah, yeah. The airport, you know, like many airports, uh, yeah. they can catch. So, there's a CD under underbelly. But I, anyway, I wonder how many of our listeners are looking up Shakespeare, Othello, Twin Peaks, <laughs> guy with two backs, soccer moms, soccer moms. Yeah, yeah. soccer moms. Yeah. All righty. You never know what's going to happen That's on right. this podcast. Where are we going to go next? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we'll go somewhere. Let's see. So Hollywood, um, you had. Uh, uh, leadership positions, right? Production manager initially, yeah. then project manager yeah. and stuff like that. And F3 is a leadership development program. So how is F... Yeah. I, know, I know you're doing sales now, not exactly like overseeing a lot of people or whatever. Maybe, maybe you are, but um, how has F3 helped you as a leader? Sure. Um, so what's the phrase, if, if not me, who, mm-hmm. if not now, when? Right? Um, it's a It's a... It's a pretty cliche phrase and gosh knows how many different books have been written um, about that basic tenet. Um, but, but again, it's a very, very easy tenet to read and go, Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be the person that, uh, that does something or I'm going to, or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat that frog today. Right. Mm. Um, uh, F3 takes all those, those, self-help phrases and influential change-making ideas and at least for me helps me realize them and put them into practice um and again i don't know if you guys have talked to ap uh but write down as a list of of someone who you should definitely talk to in the future um uh, because ap is pretty much solely responsible for creating for bringing F3 to the Puget Sound and, 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 and planting the seed uh, with the help of, of Dread and OBT um, to, to create what it is today. Here we are, what, seven years later or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, but at some point when I was just, when I, when I had fully invested into the F3 lifestyle and I had definitely drank the Kool-Aid um, and, and I said to AP, I said, you know what? Um, uh, someone should start a workout up in Woodenville. Right, because that's where I live. So someone should start a workout up there. How, who do who do you call uh, to start a workout up there? You know, and he just looked at me with his <laughs> visor uh, and uh, and said, uh, "I think I'm looking at the guy who's going to start it up there." Um, you know, and uh, and yeah, that that happened. And um, uh, so that's just you know one example of uh, of, of you do have leadership skills something. there, yeah. Leadership skills, uh, by, you know, by sink, sink or swim, right? There's yeah. no, there's no, oh gosh. Well, I mean, look, we have a hundred reasons why we shouldn't do anything. Oh, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't look for a new job or I shouldn't, uh, uh, move and try to buy another house or I shouldn't start a family because all these things are, are risky about it, right? right? So much could go wrong or it's going to be hard or it's not going to be, be what you expected. Um, but forget all that. Right. If you if you just dive in and do it, 
uh, a mantra I personally live by uh, is is if, you're, if something scary or something hard, 99% of the time, the expectation of that event or the expectation of what that makes it hard or scary is so much worse or so much more difficult than the actual event. Yeah. Right. What's it take to what's going what's the worst thing that can happen if I say, Hey, I want to start a workout um, on this day in this location. Mm -hmm. Nobody shows up. Okay, fine. Yeah. Then nobody shows up. Nothing lost. You know? yeah. um, actually, right. Right. Uh, actually for me, the worst, the worst thing that happens is uh, I do it. And then, 25 people show up, you know, and they're looking <laughs> That's at harder, me right? figure, yeah. oh yeah, what, what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the first thing that, that I really, that I really put into practice with F3 is just that put things into practice, right? Get up early, show up and just act, just do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the, the second thing, not necessarily in that order is, um, uh, you know, everyone talks about F3, the community, and how we're all brothers in the gloom, and we're all there uh, to help others. And that's 100% uh, true. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen a more giving, um, more more supportive of your brothers. And, and I, I know brothers in F3 that I've known for seven years, and I know brothers in F3 that I've known for a month. Mm -hmm. And I would help just as one of those guys that I knew for a month or less as, as I would help, you know, a guy that I've known for, for many years in F3. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and so that's, that to me is a given, but what F3 has also really taught me is be able to ask for help, mm -hmm. be able to admit, Hey, I've got to, you know, I've got to move this weekend or, or, um, or I'm unemployed and I'm looking for my next gig, my next project. Um, uh, before F3, I would have been silent mm -hmm. about those things, right? Um, uh, I mean, exercise, of course, we all we all know that without F3, none of us would work out nearly as much as we do, right? That's, I, I certainly mean, wouldn't. Yeah. Um, no, no. Um, but, but before F3, if things in my life were not going as I as I, I, I had expected them to be it, you know, a relationship or a, a job or, or, you know, family or health or whatever. Um, my reaction to that would be to push it down, to be quiet about it and figure it out in my own head. Mm -hmm. Why? Cause I'm, I'm strong and I'm tough and I'll figure this out in my own head on my own. Yeah. Right. And then when I started hanging around F3, still just in the gloom, um, just, you know, and, and sitting and listening to guys uh, in the circle of trust. I'll never forget. There was this one guy um, who, who I really looked up to. And this guy was a professional. Uh, he has he had a, a, a good family and a great wife and a great job. He seemed to have it all together. And in one circle of trust, he starts talking about how. You know, he's struggling with his anger issues and he's struggling with his emotions and he's struggling with the way that he reacts to certain certain situations. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. I said, wait a second. I, for everything I've seen about this guy, you know, he's got the shiny, the, the great new car and the great job. He seems like he's got his stuff together. And now he's admitting he's opening himself up and being vulnerable and a admitting that he's not. And B, he was asking for some help. Yeah. Right. And the amount of strength that it took to a admit that we 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 don't have everything under control all the time. Just admit that, number one. But then B, just say, hey, you know, can you guys can I, I need help with a small little thing. Right. Um, and then I started learning that, hey. Any problems which I may have, big, small, medium, permanent, whatever, I guarantee you. There is another man in this organization that either has that same problem and has 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 gone through it and it's in its in its rear view mirror, or he has it and he's going through it right now. Yeah. And I don't mean oh somewhere else. I don't mean you know you know you, someone in Pennsylvania or someone on the other side of the country. I mean right here yep. in this town, right? And 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 I just think of all the opportunities um, that that men who like me are quiet and tough, and I figure this out in my own head. So many people that 
all the opportunities that we've lost because we try to do things on our own. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's, man. that's the main thing I've, I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff. Um, you said in your bio that you participated in, I think two GTEs. Is that yeah. right? So, so for yeah. the people who don't know what a GTE is, it stands for grow ruck training event. F3 puts these on multiple places across the country each year where guys basically come together, put a rucksack on and do really crazy stuff, carrying logs and learning leadership skills. And, uh, it's really hard. So that's it in a nutshell. Uh, so why don't you tell us about your experience, Hollywood? Love to. So, um, in fact, not that you really can see it, but I'm actually wearing my, yeah, uh, he's wearing the grow ruck shirt. I think 20, 29, uh, shirt there right now. Um, so the first one I did, I think they, they named it GTE 004. Um, it was early on, um, and Cadre Danny or F3 Linus ran it. And, you know, he's down in Tacoma. Um, great guy, just great individual, um, and, and a beast, you know, he's the kind of guy that, uh, will just run a marathon in his boots, uh, because it feels like it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so he ran it, um, and he ran it by himself. He didn't have any co-cadre that one, um, which is nuts. Um, but there were, this was early on, and there were about 20, or I think maybe 18 or 20 of us, maybe 25. I forget. I think Dread came out for that as well, because Dread ran the school for us that morning. Mm-hmm. And then... And then we kicked off in uh, um, in the kind of the greater Seattle area, but but um, uh, right around Green Lake, which is a little lake just north of downtown Seattle. Um, and we covered probably twenty or twenty five miles that night. Um, we were, we were, Danny took us down to the Puget Sound, which is you know the major body of saltwater just off Seattle. We were doing. Um, uh, what is it? Rocking chairs in the surf at like three in the morning. It was freezing mm-hmm. cold. Then he had us pick up, um, you know, one log that was, that was, I don't know, 25 or 30 feet long. And the entire group had to get under that log. Uh, and then they had all the tall guys get on the log and then the short guys on the log. So actually there's still an inside joke between some of us old guys here in Puget Sound. When you yell shorty on the log, because I remember dread was just, having a switch on and off log on and off log all night long. Um, uh, but, but I did that one uh, just as strictly as a participant. I didn't know anything about it. In fact, I think I even, I didn't even own a ruck at that point. I think I just trained with like a, a rock climbing pack that I had and literally some bricks to get up to what is it like 30 pounds or whatever it is. Um, and then, and then I borrowed one of Danny's GR ones, um, for the actual event. Um, but I finished that one and when slinking on, Oh, now I'll, t- I'll tell you a couple things about that. First of all, during that, that event that night, personally, I learned what it meant to be a gray man. Okay. I learned what it meant to be, you know what? I can hide mm-hmm. in this pack. There's other strong guys around me and I'm just going to lay back. I'm going to let them take the full weight of the log. Um, I, you know, I've, I, it's, it's, I've, I've learned from kind of gray man. Like I, I'll let them do the work and I'll, I'll kind of ride along, you know? Um, so anyway, so I did that. It was great. We had a beer at the end that morning and then I slunk on home and uh, I woke up my wife and my sons and I said, I am never doing one of those ever again. <laughs> never. Yeah. Never. Um, and then several years go by and actually during, uh, during the lockdowns when I was actually outside of the Seattle area, but during when, you know, everyone was kind of spread apart. No one's really getting together. My wife has the audacity to buy me my very own GR one, <laughs> which for, Oh so yeah. Not everyone yeah, listening yeah. to me. not she buys me like the official rucking backpack from Go Ruck, the pack. Yeah. Um, and so I start wearing it and, and using it just on my own. Um, and I don't know what that was. I guess that was 2020 or 2021. And then when life gets back to normal in 2022, 
uh, and we're, everyone's working out kind of normal again. One day, this guy whose name is Dilfer, um, another quality individual, although I hate his guts for what he did, he leaves me this message. He's like, hey, Hollywood, uh, we, they, they want to do another grow school in the Seattle area. It's a really big honor that we get to do a two, two events so close together, you know, in so many years, I guess. Uh, and I think you'd be a great guy to coordinate it and lead it. Not to be the cadre, but just to lead all the logistics of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You're um, a pimp. And, uh, right. yeah, and, <laughs> right. And so I, I immediately um, changed my phone number and made sure to screen all his calls uh, and to never show up at any of the uh, AOs that I know he would show up at to make sure that he could not find me uh, because I did not want to be involved in this, in this event in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and I was able to successfully do that for a couple months until Dilfer remembered that he knows where I live. Mm-hmm. So he came, I, I'm, not, I'm not even joking, the man knocked on my door one day and was like, you're a great person to do this. I think you should do this. And um, I was sitting, I was literally sitting in this chair uh, when, when he said, and I was like, man, I hate you so much, but okay. So kicking and screaming, I took on that role uh, to just be the, the, you know, on the ground coordinator. Um, and, 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 and we kicked it off and we scheduled it and I helped and, and major pain ran it who is another quality individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he had co-cues. He had Slaughter and Uncle Rico. Um, so there were three official cadres. And then we did have a cameo flyby. Um, Linus, uh, you know, cadre Danny, did show up for a couple hours there as well. Um, and so that was run uh, on the east side of Lake Washington. Um, and as we got closer to the event, Um, I made a vow to myself because I thought about everything. I thought about my whole experience a couple years earlier. And I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to be a gray man this time. Um, As much as it's going to hurt, as much as it's going to suck. I, I, you know, I will get through it. I want to make sure I I challenged myself. I don't know if I ever told anybody that Um, I maybe have challenged myself internally in my head, but I said, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to always make sure I'm, I'm where I need to be. And if I'm, you know, under the log or uh, carrying, gosh, we had so many sandbags and water blivets and other coupons. Uh, I just want to make sure that I'm never hiding in the pack like I did a couple years earlier. Um, and I think I succeeded uh, personally. And then personally or, or logistically, it was a, it was a great event. I think, I think we had like, 60 guys this time around. So almost three times the, the amount of guys as we did several years earlier. Um, the school was great. The, the event was great. Uh, again, we covered like 20 miles overnight. Um, and I really saw individuals um, push themselves beyond limits, which I think any of them knew they had. Right. I saw, I saw guys that were, were, you know, some just monsters as far as physical specimens um, break down emotionally and keep going. I saw guys that, um, that I would not have thought to have been able to complete a ruck, complete the dang thing, you know? Um, uh, so yeah. And it was all, you know, because of the, the, the strength of the packs um, uh, and along with, you know, great leaders and the great cadre and, and yeah, it was beautiful. Um, and uh and I will never do one ever again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or <Heard that before. laughs> so, Yeah, I know, right? In fact, Slaughter was just in town uh, a couple weeks ago, and I ran into him, and we were talking about it. And he said, yeah, well, we're thinking about doing another one in that area soon. I said, oh. Yeah. Shook my head. And I said, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you that know. That was great, too. Just one other thing. Because, because, so, because we had guys come up from California, and we had a huge group come over from Boise. And Boise's like, five or six hours away from mm-hmm. Seattle. Um, and so, so yeah, the Grove Brooks are great because there's not just a convergence of the local AOs in the region, but like guys come in from different States. So yeah, fantastic. I highly recommend that everybody else do one. Yeah. That's a, a similar uh, story we hear from every guy that's been part yeah. of GTE. Huh? All right. Well, I got, do you have any other questions out? Like, 
No, I, I'm good. I had one queued up, but we kind of got it covered actually in, in the rest of the discussion. I was going to ask him our 30 for 30 question. Oh, from this week, but yeah. uh, we've kind of moved on from that topic, so we're we're good. We you sure, yeah, okay, we're good. All right, two last two questions, man. We ask every guest this now. Okay, all right. I know you're prepared. Um, first question is: If you had to name somebody that uh, you would say is uh, your hero, inspires you, that kind of thing, could be somebody from the distant past mm-hmm. or somebody now. Who would you name? So when I was a kid growing up. Um, as I you know mentioned earlier in the podcast, definitely my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy could do no wrong. Uh, he stood by his convictions, even when other people disagreed with his convictions. Um, he stood by them, and he and he knew why he believes what he believes. Um, as far as his beliefs about politics or life or 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 God and his faith, um, he stands by his convictions and still does to this day. Um, uh, and I greatly respect him for that. Uh, and greatly respect him for uh, the lessons that he taught me um, along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, I mean, I'm 47. I've got a couple kids of my own, and 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 my dad's 84. So there's times when I'm kind of starting to take care of him rather yeah, than him sure. take care of me. Yeah. Um, but so now, who I who I look up to now, um, I was thinking about it this morning. I look up to a lot of people um, and it's not going to shock you guys to hear that just about every, every man at least that I look up to is a man who's in F3. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if they are men of great faith who stand by their convictions um, and there's many of those that whom I know, um, uh, or if there are men who, who do smaller acts of leadership, and um, as, as an example, uh, I, ju- I just started, or not I, we started a new AO a couple months ago, um, and uh, a great success. Saturday morning AO, we've, we've been, you know, the first couple weeks we were over 20 guys every, every, every weekend. Um, and we started going to this little local coffee shop, not a Starbucks, um, <laughs> but, a, but a local one. How dare you. Um, right. And I know, right? Um, but guess what? Because it's just this little, like, literally, like, mom and pop place, we would have 15 or 20 guys show up after the AO. And we overran this poor woman as she's trying to run it, right? Uh, she just, uh, she wasn't expecting this, this kind of turnout at, at that time. It was just week after week. And this guy who I'm hoping I, I have my memory, I think it was Tiger King. Tiger King takes the initiative upon himself to go, I talked to the owner. Um, I'm going to start calling her uh, to give her a heads up every time we come in and she'll set up extra caress of coffee just for us. Right. Yeah. And then he's now enabled other people to do the same thing, me included, but it's, it's little, little acts like that. Mm-hmm. When so many other people go, well, the status quo is we've got 15 guys. He's a business. We're going to run down there and she's going to, you know, just get through it. Right. And and that's we've we've all done that. Well, this yeah. is just the way things are. This is just the way it be, works. Be thankful for our but business. This one guy goes exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one guy goes. I think I can help this situation. I think with a little action, the smallest little minute action, I can make this better. And look what happens. Now we we, we show up there every Saturday. She loves us. She has a table set out for us. She's got coffee waiting. Um, uh, Guys actually switch, so it's not like every one guy buying his own coffee. We just buy for the group, and it's completely on the honor system. I might buy one week, and then someone else buys the next week. I'm not keeping track of, oh, hey, it was me this week, and someone else. No, none of that. It's just completely transformed um, the way we just even go get coffee in a way, and it, and, and it was just one small act that started that. Yeah. So the, the people who I look up to and the people who consistently remind me that I can always be just a slightly better individual are guys like that, that just do small things that just ha- the, the, the ripple effects from those small things are, are beyond what any of us could ever imagine. Yeah. Amen, brother. Okay, good. good stuff there, brother. Mm-hmm, yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Last question. This is your chance to speak to the men of America. What's your message for the men of America? 
Well, I think I just, I just, I think I just said it. You gave a good message, um, yeah. I gave a good message. A, understand that small actions can lead to great things. Mm-hmm. I guess small actions can lead to, to, to bad things too, given, you know, whatever your intent is. But, but it, you don't, if you want to instill change, if you want to create a better community or better society, you don't have to like try to change the world. You mm-hmm. can change, you can change the block that you live on. You can change one person. You can affect one person in a way. And that action, uh, can can go so far beyond you you have no idea so yeah there's yeah. my message excellent good stuff brother absolutely well you know we cover a lot of ground here from, we did but this was a great yeah great, double mountains great episode, and twin peaks and all kinds of stuff <laughs> and, but, and some shakespeare yeah and some shakespeare <laughs> and in the end what happened was we just talked to another high impact man yes we did yeah great great episode man this was uh Quality, quality content. I think. I think our listeners are really going to like it. Like hearing from you, and uh, glad we we got you referred to us and could have you on. I appreciate you having me, and uh, I really like what you guys are doing. Yeah, thanks. We love it, and we've said this before, but uh, it's just it's just a blessing for us to bring guys on and hear their stories. And I hope everyone else feels that way. Uh, you know, and every story is unique because every guy has a story to tell. And uh, you know, God's going to use it how He's going to use it. Right. That's right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, God bless love you. It. Keep up, keep up the good work out there in the great Northwest. Thank you. Thank you. Hope to see you in the gloom sometime. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Take care, brother. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.